0: Welcome to another edition of the 1% Better Podcast with your host Rob O'Donoghue.
1: Alright guys, Um, so I'm going to get you on the Imagine trip. Imagine you're on a walk with a loved one and you are not taking off the tasks on your to-do list. You are... Fully present, you're engaged, and you're enjoying the conversation with the person you're walking. Not too long ago, I wish I was the person who could just easily switch off and be fully in and enjoy my time. I I wasn't. uh, Most of the time, I wasn't. But with the discovery of the book I'm reviewing today, Make Time and How to Focus on What Matters Every Day by Jake Knapp and John Zyrowski, I am seeing really solid, continuous, tangible results. So, first, how did I come about reading and adopting the findings of this book? So, um, as most of us, as, as most of us um, living through this time of global pandemic, um, having a little bit of extra time to actually reflect on things, on purpose of life, on on what truly matters. Um, after I've done my reflection, what came out is that I really wanted to focus on things that were important to me professionally, but both um, personally as well. So, um, given the importance of task, you know, um, usual me, I kind of gone through all the interesting books in time management and productivity they've read in the past, trying to summarize, put some framework, only to discover that actually. My favorite creator, Dr. Ali Abdul from Cambridge, um, very famous um, and successful YouTuber, he's reviewed this book called Make Time, and um, the framework I was looking for already actually existed. So I was very happy to discover this, that authors, Jake Knapp, John Zeratsky, um, they've written this book with excellent framework. After they the first book, New York bestseller, um, Called Sprint was adopted by the most uh, known organizations in the world, like NASA, Google, Harvard University, Gartner. Um, they've done it quite successfully, and they helped those uh, organizations to reset their operating defaults, helping them to make time. So, make time um, framework that they lifted from the from their first successful book Sprint. I adopted the findings and today I'm going to share and review this book in the following way. I'm planning to give you my overall impression and how the book changed me very briefly. Then I will explain what is actually making us busy, how the, how the author is explaining this um, busyness uh, that, that we all uh, experience in day to day. Then I will go on to the very simple, in the core of this book, four-step framework. And under the framework, under four-step framework, there are 87 tactics um, that authors explain in the book. We are not going to go through all 87. I'm going to go through the ones that were really impactful and tested by me By my family by my friends and the ones that i kind of found you know probably be really really useful for most of people so that's what i'm planning to do and when i'm going to do that guys um i think will make sense that you know i'll pause after each tactic and if you feel it's relevant please join in and we have a good interesting discussion so this is the construct of my review. so my overall impression first um so The books that I've read on productivity and time management, um, they're quite famous, uh, well-known. You know, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, Stephen Covey, Getting Things Done by David Allen, 168 Hours, Um, You Have More Time Than You Think by Laura Vanderkam, and um, Four Hour Work Week by Timothy Ferris. So they they were absolutely excellent, and they were the books that I initially tried to kind of summarize and get them into the framework. Make Time uh, by Jake and John um, is the book that contributed most to, most to uh, me managing my time better and, and being able to switch off when I needed to switch off and being able to, um, to just focus on, on, on truly what, what mattered to me. And why? The main reason is that it's very simple. It's very, very simple um, framework that is that it could be tailored to anyone basically, because the, the, what the authors do, they give you a framework based on the success of the sprint that they've tested many times um, on the best companies and since the best companies in the world adopted, but also they take into account the, the habits, routines, body goals and priorities that are unique to us. So really it's just, that's to me is success. What is, what makes this book so successful because it's simple and it's so flexible and so forgiving because once you fail today, you can do the same tomorrow. <laughs> it's not like, you know, you fail, it's like, doesn't work. Um, so that's the key, right? Um, for me, it helped me to, to do all those things that, that, you know I've said but also more tangibly it helped me to actually eventually realize that I don't want to do the consulting work full-time I want to do it part-time And kind of gave me confidence to say okay from now on I'm only taking part-time consulting contracts because I want to do my own you know projects and um, it made me actually it helped me to again, get the courage to do my own video content that was like extremely scary last year. Um, it gave me courage to start my own blog. And, you know, it's just like this book sort of was that tipping point that said, okay, that's that's actually doable. You know, you, you everyone can find time for those things that matters every day. So that's, that's kind of my overall impression. What is making us busy what is really making us busy I think authors um, the way they answer this question by introducing two concepts um, is excellent so they're explaining that what making what is making us busy is the this busy bandwagon thing what what they call bandwagon is that we all very proud uh, um, to wear this batch of I am so incredibly busy and yet we kind of were squeezing in too many things in a day uh, b- because we're fearing if we slow down, we would miss out. You know, that's what most of people do. And, you know, I was the one of them. I'm still not not fully there. <laughs> Haven't figured out all of it. But that's really the thing that resonated um, a lot with me, this busy bandwagon. And another one is the... Um, Infinity pools. So what Jake and John call infinity pool pools is the this this pool of infinite information that surrounds us, that distracts us. You know, social media, news, all the boozing uh, devices and so on. Netflix, they're available twenty four seven. So there are the two concepts that authors introduced to explain what is making us busy. So in terms of this very simple four-step framework, um, it's worth mentioning that authors are very well qualified to introduce this fam- framework and explain it um, because not only they uh, former employees of Gmail, um, former employees of Google, um, they were behind Gmail they were behind YouTube um, they're extremely efficient in what they were doing but they were also the very people that designed those apps the infinity pools that are so sticky it's so difficult for us to say no and we are um, spending our time using them so so that that's their unique advantage. Um, Uh, So what they've done, as I said, they lifted the sprint book, New York bestseller, first book, Sprint Process Principles. They experimented with the habits and routines themselves, but they also tested hundreds, hundreds of tactics um, um, with the early adopters. So with really simple changes, they... um, Authors learned that it's possible to redesign time in such a way that anyone could get more focus, can get greater attention, better energy, and um, and truly focus on things that matter every day. So, I'm going to show you, um, so the framework is, oops, I don't know guys if you guys will be able to see, um, it's a highlight. And the hypothesis behind the highlight is that if you start every day with highlighting that one thing professionally or personally that matters to you today, you have much higher chance to actually accomplish it. Now, personally, uh, work-related, I wouldn't be able to get away just with one thing. I, I try to have two or three, right? Um, so that's that's really highlight and we'll go in-depth for, for now just to… Uh, run through it the laser one is uh, if you if you put the barriers between the 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 the, the, uh, the infinity pools between the social media between everything that distracts you and pulls you in um, if you put the barriers you're able to laser focus on the highlight what underpins the, the laser focus and, and where most of humans in the modern world um, get it wrong and it was me uh, with this inability to switch off we, we don't let ourselves to be energized properly, to, to be at the top of our performance to really concentrate on what matters Um, so energize is really underpinning the laser and then the really important one, the secret source, authors call it, is the reflect um, and reflect is that it's like a little mini sprint each day you reflect how did you get on? Did you have your highlight? Did, did you pick it up? Did did you focus well on, on the scale from 1 to 10? Did, did you really do it well? Uh, what kind of tactics helped you? Were you energized properly? Um, and and really having this information recorded, like, in two-minute survey. that That's really what that is. So what I'm going to do, guys, um, in the next uh, – 10 minutes, I will go through the tactics behind each of the four steps of the framework that really worked well for me, for my family, um, for my friends. And I'm um, just going to pause after um, each. Uh, so it'd be nice if you can share, if, if something resonates with you or you've tried or you've been trying for, for a long while. So first, we're starting with the highlight. So for the highlight... Um, By the way, just, just just a little reminder: there are eighty-seven tactics in the book. You know, um, what authors advise that that you treat it as a recipe book. When you when you read it, you you pick what works with you, what you like, what works with your supplies, with your individual needs, and then you try them. And then the reflex stage actually helps you then then uh, adopt the ones that are the most impactful and make them your habits. Okay. So, on the highlight, um, tactic that works very well with me, and I've been doing it for a long while, in fairness, to give a credit to Tim Ferriss, um, listening to his podcast and reading his book, um, uh, the tactic is called write it down. Make it it your daily rituals that you write it down, what that one thing, what what is your highlight of the day, basically. And Tim Ferriss uh, um, is asking it in a way um, of a question if you could do only one thing today what would make this day great so i have that question in in my um, apple device uh, and I kind of try try to have each day by looking at it and writing down a couple of words what what would i want that one thing to be um, The authors, uh, uh, one of them, I think Jake just used the yellow sticky note, that's his routine when he's uh, having breakfast, and that works for him. Extremely simple, but works. Um, Number four. So number four tactic is batch the little stuff. Now, it's hard to know that there is a bunch of stuff needed um, uh, to to, to be done. It's hard to concentrate on one highlight when you know there's a lot of small ones. So... um, for example, you know, for me, I have to do my own bookkeeping for, for my company. I I used to just kind of do them here and there. But then when I started to kind of batch them, I know that it's a day and I just have to do this boring job. But this is one day and it will be done. Um, so certainly works with me, you know, and it and works as well. You know, I'm trying to batch my email response to two or three times per day rather than each time email coming in. Um, so that works with me number seven run an individual sprint so w- what that is for the guys not, not familiar with sprint me- methodology is that um, when our our brain is a little bit like a computer, you know you you, you kind of have, you load all information to work in memory and then if you work on one thing in, in one week sprint um you you you're trying to accomplish um you're much more efficient um getting focused on, on that one thing, you know, was it's uh, uh, say, if it's not work-related, you know, I'd be doing, for example, my uh, video editing and uh, I would have all the files and everything, all the media and uh, the computer is open, hard drives and everything is plugged in. I'm much better, you know, just, just doing it two, three days in a row. First, first day could be completely unproductive. We just kind of getting everything and trying to think and, um, uh, script and maybe narrate but then the second and the third I get most input so that's the idea behind the run individual sprint a uh, sprint uh, number seven is schedule y- your highlight so scheduling works um works very well too you know um if, if you get that slot in the calendar And you know that this is the time to do your highlight. Um, So uh, the the example author gives, uh, his personal highlight one day was that he wanted to cook for his family. And um, being in Google Ventures, um, he found that he was much more successful if he actually scheduled that at 5 p.m. He absolutely must leave because... um, at six he will then cook and at seven his children go to bed um and it just makes us a little bit more likely to stand up at the meeting that is overrunning and say i gotta go that's it um no, i haven't tried personally myself but i know that uh, it 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 works when it's when it's scheduled a little bit better um number 10 bulldoze your calendar so we all kind of live in this culture that we sort of are by default saying yes to all the invitations. Um, however, you know, quite quite a lot of those meeting invitations um, unnecessarily take, say, for example, an hour of our time or an hour of our time this week. You know, that quite okay to actually put them off, ask the person who's scheduled to put them off, or ask the person scheduled to to shorten into half an hour. Um, Quite a lot of people be actually happy with this. So this is the tactic number 10. Um, Number 12, just say no. So the best way to get out of low priority is just to say no. It doesn't come naturally for most of us. Um, I know for me it was quite liberating to, to actually learn to say no. But once I did, no going back. Okay, design your day is the tactic number 13. Um, so Jake was, um, one of the authors, um, Jake now was, was admiring the productivity of the lady, Sarah Cooper, who used to work in Google. And then she left to became, uh, and became the uh, full-time writer and comedian. And naturally, Jake, uh, went to Sarah to ask her productivity, time management advice when he was leaving the company. Um, so her advice was uh, schedule everything on your calendar. Design your day and schedule everything you want on your calendar. Um, that actually was the moment Jake realized that there actually is enough enough hours in the day to get stuff done. And um, he adopted and adjusted and it worked with him. Number sixteen. Quit when you're done. Now, this is the last one of the first step um, of the highlight step. This is probably for me. It was the most important one. Um, it can be hard to stop work at the end of the day because our busy bandwagon. wagon. Just one more thing. Just one last task. Um, and, and, and what's happening to us, we actually drive ourselves into exhaustion, like majority of us, you know. Um, so what the guys are sharing is that uh, when they were running sprints and everybody was working on this problem and there was such a high level of intensity, they were working with the, with the teams of people and they, they actually had a sprint, like a miniature project running from Monday to Friday every week. Um, the guys measured the team level uh, of energy and they noticed that even like cutting team's time to 30 minutes resulted in their level of happiness, productivity being so much better. So so they actually ended up finishing like 5 p.m. sharp and nobody would ever stay late or anything like this. So it's it's really important just knowing when you got to finish. So... I was saying that I would give you the, um, the a bit of a pause so you can jump in, but I'm looking at the time now and I think I just better plough through, Declan, what do you think, uh, the steps, and then we will have a discussion, or would you prefer to have a little bit of discussion after each maybe framework step?
2: Yeah, I, I think crack on and we'll, we'll do the, the wrap up at the end.
1: Yeah, okay. okay. So we're into laser. I'm just going to show you framework. Oh, this is another one I was drawing. Okay, so we're now into the laser second step of the of the framework. So the central premise of the laser step is that you create the barriers around the busy bandwagon and infinity pools. So by doing that, you you focus as a laser beam um, on the on the things that truly matter to you. The important information here. Factual information is that Apple reports that people unlock their iPhone on average 80 times per day. And 2016 study by customer research from Discount found that people touch their phone on average 2,617 times per day. In this world, willpower alone is not enough. That was quite a revelation. Yeah, I, I was trying to rely on my willpower and, and I was failing. And it was just very refreshing to learn that willpower is simply not enough. Um, and why um, authors help build sticky infinity pools. Um, they know this industry from the inside out and they have a good idea why it's so resistible. And that's why they are given the tactics that I'm going to get through. So the number 20. Clear your home screens. Oh, I I used to just have so much stuff on my screen. <laughs> and uh, quite often I would find I would get, you know, just before I go where I need to, I'll just check this quickly. No. It 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 gives this tiny moment of quietness. If you open your phone and you have stuff, so I'm using iPhone, so I have stuff in the folders. So on my home screen, I just have the navigation. And uh, you know the phone, and there's nothing else. Then, if I go to second, third screen, then I have all this stuff. Um, Thirty-two. Turn destruction into tools. It's just like like Simon Sinek is 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 uh, is, is asking us to always ask why, right? And and that's the same thing. If you if you ask yourself why you're using uh, Twitter, why are you using Instagram, and if there is an intention behind it, and you're not mindlessly scrolling uh, um, scrolling through it, then it's it's fine. It's fine, you're doing it for a purpose, for your highlight of the day, for your research. Um, number 35, schedule email time. So um, I am scheduling email times um, now and it does help. I The tactic that that is quite famous, that if it takes you two minutes to do something, um, just do that. It doesn't work. Uh, certainly for me, it doesn't work in this uh, full of um, distraction world. Um, like with email, I found if it's coming in, you know, I better just do it uh, when I have the time allocated to do it rather than just here and there, unless there's an emergency. And if there's an emergency, then there's a there's a very good um, tactic. The next one, it's called reset expectations. Um, so when you limit email time and increase your response time, I think it's a good course to let people know um, is is verbally communicate to them when you see them um, or on your... On your autoresponder to tell them that if there is an emergency, you call my mobile. Otherwise, I'll you know I'll respond to your email end of today, tomorrow, whatever is the time. So just resetting those expectations. Uh, number 43, don't watch the news. It's incredibly inefficient, anxiety-provoking stories that are handpicked to keep you tuned in. I am not watching news daily, certainly not. Like I, I found that if there's a big news, it finds me anyway. You know, I just uh, I find that I get emotionally too tuned in um, and quite often the anxiety provoking. So that's another good thing. Really believe in that. Um, number 60, go all in. So that's the last one of the of the laser uh, step of the framework. And uh, this one is called wholeheartedness. So what authors mean is that uh, do something where you're fully committed, where you enjoying it where you're throwing yourself with all the enthusiasm um they don't advocate that you leave your work and and, and you do what you're passionate about it's not um it's just that the, the their their advice is that if you find the pockets of time to do something that we're truly passionate whatever that is um in a day it just uh, makes us feel alive um and uh, that's the number 60 then we're off to the energize step, um, and that's the one that underpins the laser. So the one, oops, I don't know this, you see it. So we need to energize, and um, energize um, what authors try to... Um, to to research for this one they've gone through so much literature um and there's so much available on the on the our, on the well-being and fitness um only to realize that actually you know 99 of of our energy is explained by our ancestries and the thing is here that 200,000 years we hardly changed, we just were there as a hunter and gatherers. And only in the last 10,000 years, um, since the advent of the agriculture, everything changed for us. So literally we still um, have this body of the prehistoric man, um, but live in the modern world. So what the authors propose is that if we live every day a little bit more like prehistoric man, We'd be so much better to be energized, to have better well-being, and uh, tactics here are quite simple. You know, certainly for me, um, because I've I've read quite quite a few good um, uh, books about um, health um, and fitness. Um, I'll, I'll go very quickly. So this 61 exercise every day. Um, don't be a hero. Just do a little bit. You know, we're designed to walk. 62, just, you know, go out for a walk there. Um, 63, inconvenience yourself. Use the stairs. Um, 64, uh, squeezing super short workout. Uh, so 67 is the um, stay hungry. Um, I've been... Uh, uh, actually uh, testing this on myself for a number of years now and, and so is uh, most of the guys in my family except children we kind of we don't eat breakfast very rarely we do um so the first meal would be the the lunch and then the second meal would be the dinner and uh, what you know is that we actually have um, much less of the uh, infectious like uh, <clears throat> flu and the rest and colds so um this one is tested, um, um, and the explanation is that you know, as a hunter-gatherers, we had to get up and go <laughs> and get the food, um, so uh, we didn't really eat, so eat um, breakfast. Uh, what the Kellogg's and other companies are selling to us <laughs> on the television, not really true. And there's plenty of research to support that. You know, fasting, intermittent fasting, um, makes our our mind clear and sharp, and and in my case, if I if I am to do writing or kind of a deep thinking of the, of the big problem, I know the morning is the best when I'm hungry. Lunch after lunch, no, not really. Um, so number 70, wake up before caffeine. Okay, if you if you if you were to remember, guys, just one thing, um, beside the framework, that would be the one. I. I don't drink coffee personally, but uh, what my friends are telling me, the one that are coffee drinkers, the one that tested this, it's um, it's quite revolutionary. So what that is, we have the natural hormones that are waking us up. So as soon as you wake up, most of people drink coffee as soon as they wake up. What happens, we have the cortisol, um, a hormone that is, that is helping to wake us up first, our first two hours so when you drink coffee first of all the effect is very very small and second it clashes with the hormones so it could interfere with the sleep and the rest um so if you try to wait um for at least an hour after wake up before drinking coffee you will actually feel yourself uh, much more energized uh, get better kick out of that coffee and um, you will feel better and you should sleep better there's another thing. Um, this, this whole book, Why We Sleep, um, actually explains very well. I've read that one as well. Um, so if you stop drinking coffee and you need to measure yourself because we're all very different. For, for my friends, you know, they stop drinking coffee by 2 p.m. and they just not drink coffee after 2 p.m. Again, their sleep is much better because then it, it, the coffee doesn't clash with another hormone called adenosine. So that's a big one. Um so number 73, keep altitude green tea. So I'm drinking green tea and it's kind of, it's more steady. So that's a good one. Um, 78, trick yourself into meditating. Oh my God. I've tried all the apps. Oh, it's just uh, every app from the headspace, from uh, there's another syn- syn- synctuation is really beautiful music. It's just, it's very hard. Um, but the thing is that if you just find a couple of minutes um, per day and just do breathe in, breathe out, uh, the authors measure that their focus um, is so much sharper after. So that's a good one. Um, number eight, you take a real break. I remember I was like uh, having an intensive workshop, and then I had this forty minutes break, and I was straight on my phone, going into the feeds, going into the news. It doesn't give us a good break. So um, really, what whatever an, an ancestors <laughs> we need to do what the prehistoric man would do, just go for a walk talk to us a human who is uh, hopefully that as a human is a very funny and uh, energetic person and um that will give you much more energy and number 81 sp- spend time with your tribe um so even even most introverted of us we are hardwired for connection and uh, I think a couple of uh, um, sessions uh, when when I joined you, you, it it came up that the the longest uh, study on the Harvard study on human uh, happiness and longevity um, the year, basically the, it's a big deal because it, it, you know, we humans we live longer and happier life if we have a quality relationship. So now it's kind of ironic. We are the most connected world and so many humans are just so easily reached, but we are most isolated we ever been. So spending time, um, with, 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 with people, um, um, where we have a good relationship and, and we enjoy, um, is really, really important for us to recharge our battery and live a long, uh, fulfilling life. Um, number 84 fake the sunset. Well, I've been doing it for a couple of years now with um, Apple devices. It's very easy, you can just set it up, um, that everything is kind of dimmable, there's no blue light. Then I have the um, uh, Philip hue lamps um, it, it it does help really in the evening just to just to fake the su- sunset and, and ge- give yourself this orange light um, and uh, I think that's pretty much yeah, So that that was the that was the energize that underpin um, the the uh, uh, laser laser focus so the we're on to last one which is called reflect which is the secret source of the whole method and that's how it works so um in reflect um authors use little signs to tailor the system to you your habits your lifestyle your preferences and even our unique body um so what they do um they they um observe so we they suggest that we observe what's going on we guess why things happen in a way that they happen right uh we experiment to test our hypothesis and we measure we finish with measuring and it sounds a little scientific right but it's it's very simple if i give you the example so that's the um that's the sheet that that authors use um in the end of the day and and what that is um maybe it's too small guys i'll read it it's literally like, okay, so my highlight uh, was to cook the dinner for my family. Did you do it? Yes or no? Okay, the guy did. What was my laser focus on the scale from 1 to 10? In his case, 6. How was the energy? So it's literally all the steps that we've gone through. The energy was like 9, okay? What tactics? So what tactics he used? He used the tactic of doing a bit of exercise and uh he had to give a uh, one-word towards feedback, like it was short run, feeling good. Another one, destruction-free phone. Um, and then uh, um, he would write down what what he's planning, what tactics he's planning to use tomorrow. And it's literally you know one or two without the overload. Um, and then uh, what he's grateful, like he he's what was he grateful today? So it's literally. This, this is it, you know, this is your kind of a sheet of reflection in the end of the day. What worked, what didn't, what didn't, you drop it. What worked, you adopted and, and, and it becomes habit because it's something that you do daily and it's simple. So really, um, small shifts can put you in control. If you reduce your distractions, increase your physical and mental energy just a bit, to focus your attention on one bright spot, and we don't need to kind of have clear calendars. We just need to have sixty to ninety minutes per day um, to concentrate on what really matters. Um, you'll be much more fulfilled, much much more happy, and uh, that you made the time and uh, that you focused on what truly mattered to you today. I would like to finish with quote, but I don't think I have time for the quote. I, I just want to say that the quote from authors uh, that I wanted to read to you guys was about pivoting. In in the startup world, this this word is used when the company is starting to develop one app and then they pivot into something else. So for example, the shopping tool called Toad pivoted and became Pinterest. And then company called Audio pivoted and became Twitter. And what the authors are saying, like those companies, they pivoted themselves. They started just by trying to improve their time, trying to improve their focus. And then eventually, as they started to do that daily, they realized that really what truly one of them wanted to do to be a writer. And he got the confidence and he was able then to quit his job and uh, become what he wanted and another all he wanted to do to be uh to sail from from united states to central america and enjoyed his time on the boat he didn't want to climb corporate ladder he just wanted to do the things that they want to do so that that was the author's spirit and that was their message that you know it all starts from the small things and that's was the book <laughs>
2: Any author affections from the
3: room? No, it's very good. Fantastic. I, um, I just had a quick look at the authors because I think they've been eavesdropping and spying on me for the last couple of years because every single thing on the list, I was like, yeah, I like that. I like that. I do that. I do that. You know, like the, from just say no or, you know, learn to say no and batching your emails and mm-hmm. micro exercise and uh, mm-hmm. everything. I was just, I was just, yeah, that's, that's cool. So,
4: yeah, yeah. Um,
3: and, and also that important one is uh, th- th- saying no is on a spectrum. And in the middle of that spectrum, there's, I'll come back to you tomorrow or I'll come back to you next week. You know, you don't yeah. have to do everything straight away.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
3: That's made a huge difference to my day when I can, Prioritize like that, yeah,
1: yeah. And that
4: one, John, as well. When you I found as well, when you don't say no, but but you say come back to me next week, 90% yeah. of the time, people don't come back to you then anyway. So, exactly. yeah. actually, <laughs> it's not you, um, saying no. no, you're putting it back on them if it's really important, they will come back, but generally, they don't.
3: The one the one I use, and I find that people take take it very well, is you say, uh, you're on my list, but you're not at the top of my list yet. You know, I've put you on the list, or I've put that task on my list but it's actually to be honest it's actually quite low down at the moment <laughs> and they might go find someone who who will put that higher on the list
1: <laughs> or, or they might not they might actually respect you um yeah. as as a man who's able to say that and, and really yeah. caring about the quality and prioritization
0: yeah. i also love um i love i love the piece about reflect because of course that's how it actually makes a difference in terms of we can adjust and calibrate depending on the results we get. But a, a guy I know, you may be familiar with him, Andy Ramage, he's involved in the one-year, He has just stepped back from the one-year no-beer program, and I remember listening to one of his podcasts, he was talking about that, taking two minutes in the evening time to assess basically how you'd done that day, and this was a self-scoring but he it was between one and ten but seven was off limits and it's so simple because we tend to go ah yeah that wasn't too bad I give myself a seven (laughs) but if you don't have that option well now I'm either a six or an eight now if I'm an eight I better be an eight or if I'm a six gee that's only just above five (laughs) so it was so simple and it has really changed how I Uh, reflect and self-score and and brings much more integrity and therefore a better result if I may say so just about from my own um, assessment of self it means I can be genuine and truthful with myself for the next day so I really liked I liked that piece to reflect at the end so thank you. Marianne, I liked the bit that you mentioned at the start, actually, that was interesting about um, if you're not energized enough, or if you haven't been energized enough, you find it hard to switch off. Because I definitely, I suppose, like you gave the example of your bookkeeping days, and like if I have days where if I don't talk to anybody, or you know, those days, and then I just find it, I find it hard to actually switch off then in the evening, because I haven't been stimulated enough, maybe or whatever, you know, so I thought that was really interesting. So great summary. Thank you
1: yeah if that's um i i really that that was kind of my kryptonite um that i wasn't uh, um good at, at switching off some people are just natural and it doesn't yeah. apply like my husband he's just natural he can switch off anywhere at any point um i had to even invest like um you see this wearable um aura rings our uh, so this is actually trackable and and it, it it tracks like sleep and it tracks your um uh, heart rate variability that when you probably know more about this but it shows gives me gives me the the trends and actually it does tell you if you're getting stressed and you need to invest more into your time um yeah. Uh, yeah, so so it 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 really improved um, it, my switch off <laughs> yeah 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 uh
0: if I may say as well, there was another part of it that reminded me about a book that I've bought and just haven't gotten to. I can't remember the name of the author, but it's Deep Work. And it's Uh what you were talking about. You know, it's not necessarily just willpower. So I know for me, I have about a one hour and 10 minutes optimum working time. After that, I don't care enough so I can stay at it, but actually I won't get much more done. So just to understand that if I Turn off the computer and put the phone on silent and away. And that is, I'm going to do better if I if I work with those seventy minutes and then do the fluffy stuff in between yeah. for a while. So
1: that is that. Oh, thank you for this input. That is actually so powerful. Um, the 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 authors did um, share their insight into the writing. Um, so one of them said, actually, they said that the, for both of us. That it takes sometimes good couple of hours to start writing since you started writing, um, and sometimes it takes a couple of days to produce something really meaningful and a good piece of writing. For me, that was just um, so refreshing because I was just sometimes um, like even for my first blog, I-, I would I would stare at the piece of paper <laughs> and I would I would spend an hour and a half and thinking. Haven't you know written a couple of sentences, but actually this is how our brain works. You know, you're getting you're getting into and and that's why they're saying, you know, run your own sprint, you know, just get into that couple of days in a row. If you do that, the authors notice, you know, first day, just a little bit, second day more. And the third day, that's when the real work happens because everything is loaded in your memory, all the files there, and you're connecting now, you're producing something creative. So um Thanks for this
4: insight, yeah. Deep work. Cal, Cal Newport, that's the author of that book. Yeah, yeah that's a good,
1: good
5: one. Good book. Yeah. Mariana, as you were sharing really a comprehensive insight there, I, I couldn't help but go back to a book that I'd read called Irresistible, which was written by Adam Alter. And similar to what you were describing there in terms of the research, He's done a lot of research into the fact that actually the odds are stacked against us. You know, the companies that create the apps, mm-hmm. that create the platforms to us for us to do this work, are deliberately setting out to, you know, draw us into these rabbit holes and yeah. distract us. And yeah. what, what what fascinated me about his research was because he'd done it into gaming as well and how the whole Nintendo was about. Mm-hmm. Getting reward and then challenging yeah. you a bit more and, and more reward yeah. was. He drew the comparison with heroin addiction, mm. and at cool. first I was completely startled by it because yeah. I thought, "Yeah, well, how can technology be like heroin addiction?" But yeah. then, when you realise how many times you're accessing your phone each day, yeah. or how much stuff you're not getting done because you're distracted, exactly. um, it it becomes a real game changer, and I think. Again, going back to what you were sharing, when you said eighty-nine strategies or eighty-nine, I was thinking, blimey, how how, how do you write a book with that many strategies? <laughs> but but then when you emphasise the fact that yeah. you have a go at them and see what works for you, and if it doesn't work, then drop it and go into the next one. I think I think there's something hugely valuable in that because yeah. what might work for me might not work for you, but might work for Deck and, and and so on. So I, see, yeah. I found that hugely kind of insightful and, and inspiring yeah. in a way to know that we're all we're all in this together yeah. and whilst we might not be wearing the badge of busyness the mm. odds are very much stacked against us so go yeah. easy on yourself and, and try a few of these things and, and see what works for you and yeah. Ashley as well that's that seven out of ten for me is a game changer because if you can't go for seven then you're naturally drawn to six or eight and I suppose I'm interested in you know do you always give yourself an eight or, or, or you do you beat yourself up when you give yourself a six and then does the following day look differently that's probably a, a, another conversation to have but thank you very much indeed
1: oh you're welcome thank you for this insight jeff yeah that's that's um, that's what makes this book successful that that it it could be so easily tailored to our own uniqueness by daily trying and 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 testing and reflecting um and then uh, uh, adopting this, this habit that, that really is is changing your life if you just do it day by day. And there are days that you fail, and the, the framework again helps because it's forgiven. Okay, you, you kind of a, didn't do a highlight, didn't focus, stayed on, in the infinity pool yesterday. Well, you have a new day today. Do a bit better. <laughs> so. uh-huh.
2: Mariana, this might sound remarkably simple and maybe even slightly stupid but the one thing that landed for me was um, so I've been kind of into the whole gratitude piece of at the end of every day let's close off and let's see what went well today but like the reframe of that in terms of the morning piece actually waking up with an intention of what's going to make today great and going after it for me <laughs> that's massive for me to kind of go actually we don't need to wait to the end of the day to kind of start scanning well yeah. I, had a, I had a lovely bowl of rice krispies this morning Let, let's let's put that down <laughs> in the journal kind of thing like, yeah. actually to kind of go after something and say what would make today absolutely magic and and then go after it
1: probably. yeah it's I, you know what it's it, it. one of the thing that that actually was the uh, m- most powerful for me to even before i read this book the gratitude piece um I was doing it with my children, where we each evening we would say one thing that we are grateful, and I have noticed that you know I became so much more happier just uh, just by just by doing that after a few weeks. So that, that became yeah. habit. And um, you're right, like you, you don't need to wait. You just kind of praise yourself for every small little bit that you do. You resisted the Instagram. You didn't scroll for three hours. Just give yourself a pat on the shoulder. You know, like <laughs> I used to be there, and I used to be just like. I just check those couple of trends for 10 minutes and then my willpower will will get me back into what, no, no, as Jeff was saying, this is just, they are designed by the brightest people in the world that works for the companies, Google, YouTube, Instagram, the rest. And because it's not, they're not physical products, you know, working for software industry, I know how quickly they can churn out by getting the data. What is the most stickiest? What is yeah. Getting our prehistoric brain to really pay attention and keep us trapped into the scrolling and watching. So um yeah. Someone said
3: in a, in a few years' time, um there'll be a scandal about the abuse of social media by the companies and what they knew and didn't tell us, like the tobacco companies fifty years ago. It'll it'll be the scandal of the next twenty years. Yeah.
1: It could be. It absolutely could be, yeah. Uh, this was already a program on Netflix. Um, mm,
4: anybody yeah. watched? Yeah.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yes,
4: yes. Yeah, that's yeah. what Ken Newport called social media the cigarettes of the 21st century. So mm. yeah.
0: <laughs> as a parent, it's very worrying, you know,
1: mm. whatever yeah. about ourselves. But I just like I'm I'm if I'm trying to be as open with children as as possible, and I simply tell him, um, no, we are going to finish playing this game now because this is how our brain works. And people that are selling you these tools, they want you to stay on. So we're kind of a little bit smarter than that. So let's just finish. And she's like, okay, mommy. <laughs> They're
0: not teenagers yet, are they?
1: <laughs>
0: oh yeah, no, you got a bit to go. <laughs> it gets worse. <laughs> although i do remember uh i think it's about two years ago now certainly it's well before covid uh sitting down in the house with with two other people let me that that's all i'll say two other people who who live here uh to watch the the great hack or the giant i think it's the great hack on netflix and saying please just you know i'll pay you if you sit down and watch (laughs) this with me but actually you know what it 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 did, it did give some information. I mean, it it had an agenda too. That's the thing. There's always an agenda. However, it's just useful to at least create a little bit of wiggle room is how I describe it. Because humans are amazing and we will adapt. And just like our great grandparents were saying, oh, the television is the ruination of us all. You know, (laughs) we'll adapt and, and we'll manage. It's just hard when you've grown up with the Encyclopedia Britannica as your possibility, or the local library, as opposed to the first three lines on Google search being your uh, world of information. <laughs> <So>. um, <definitely. laughs> any
1: other insight or feedback, guys?
4: Nice. Did they give any kind of guideline? It's probably not a, an easy one to answer, but. From, I know you mentioned for the reflect a couple of minutes a day, the energize a few minutes a day. For the highlights, did they, for it to be meaningful work, could you do that in five minutes or are they saying, yeah. you know, it tends to be five, you know, half hour, hour? Didn't oh, really yeah. give any guidance on that?
1: Everything, yeah, everything is, is it has to be simple um, to work. So um, I think Jeff uh, does the highlight work when he's drinking his coffee after an hour he woke up. Uh, as the tactic number seventy saying, um, and he's just jotting on the yellow sticky. He's this is the the one thing I want to focus, laser focus today. That simple, literally minute or two. And I think the 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 John Zeratsky he he prefers to think of his highlight for the next day in the evening. Mm-hmm. So that's whatever works, and then you measure what worked better. Um,
4: I guess I was thinking of it even more though the actual highlight work itself, where they that that's quite a, an array of different things. Like uh, so, it could be it could be thirty minutes writing, could be my highlight for the day uh, or, or the next day, it could be got thirty you. minutes doing something else. I didn't give guidelines around that, or anything.
1: ah, got you, got you, got you. Okay, so that actually is um is um so th- 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 there were a couple of tactics where you schedule it. You 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 schedule the the highlight work in your calendar. And, and really most of us do this deep work for 60 to 90 minutes. Um, so the the guidance, um, the, the tactics um, were to schedule in your calendar, uh, preferably in the morning. Um, and uh, some uh, one tactic I remember, if you can afford to literally schedule each day your best prime time, this is your highlight time. And for the rest of us you know calendars already filled with stuff just find 60 to 90 minutes um, in a day and this is the the important task of the day and um, um, quite often quite often if if you get in the invitation uh, to, to join some some meeting and you already booked your highlight once you i i've done it once i explained that i cannot because i'm working on something actually important for the company and this is the highlight of my day that fine people are fine and okay we'll do it next week you know does it answer your question
0: yeah i remember i remember a good few years ago um being very busy and very overwhelmed and and just struggling to understand why why i seem to be permanently what i called on the back foot and then i remember doing such a simple exercise and it was so obvious and it is so obvious still but i but it it means i I think the word, I'm not sure if you said it, Mariana, was call your calendar. So I wrote out, I had like a month view and I wrote down all of the things that I wanted to do that I was planning on doing. And I realized when I'd filled in the month that I needed to give up my work just so that I could get everything done that I wanted to do apart from work. And it highlighted that importance of, of going big picture with what I call my jugglers. So, so I'm I'm ruthless is the word I use with the diary. It's, it and I will sometimes say yes to things, and then there comes a point where, like, I'll only have so many evening things because uh, you know I don't care after a certain number of evenings in the week. I I, I want to be in my pajamas in bed yeah. or watching telly or something, and it's to to be ruthless with your diary and mm-hmm. and and chuck the stuff that yeah you know, might be either ego or or fluff and only keep the stuff and that's easier when when i can be in charge of a good bit of my diary it's harder as you say mariana if someone else is putting stuff into your diary for you that makes it harder
1: yeah 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 definitely that's a good one um that that was the tactic where Um, Jake Knapp uh, went to Sarah Cooper who used to work in Google and then she became the comedian and and really successful person and her advice was that she designed her day in her calendar like yourself you're already at advanced level actually obviously she just Blocked in the stuff that she wanted to do, and then she would reshuffle, and she would change, and she would adapt. You know, and say her best writing time was in the morning, and so was the morning. This time is blocked for everything um, else, and uh, that was the the time that author realized that actually there is enough time in the day if you look at it. There is enough time to do what is important, and um, he. Uh, adopted uh, something similar in his own life uh, as much as he could uh, at that time Uh, before that he was working in Google he obviously couldn't uh, but as soon as he left uh, he adopted the same tactic of designing your day and block booking your calendar
2: yeah so you have to say it's a massive compliment to the Choose My Book Club that uh it survived the diary call. <laughs> I, I, I'm not in my pyjamas in bed. <laughs> Thanks for giving us the thumbs up.
0: Good spot. Yeah. Well, you know yourself, Declan, I'm sure. Like there's so many things you can go to. Like genuinely, there's so many things. But for me, you see how, how the learning is really important and, and having people ask questions that that I haven't thought of. That's really important to me. So, so yeah, oh absolutely. I, I'm going to try and make it here every yeah. Tuesday that I can because it's important. Yeah. Literally, that's what it is, you know. But actually, I'm finding there's so many Zoom sessions. There's so I could I could fill my week with just attending webinars because I'm <laughs> like you are just so interested and yeah, yeah. And and you know that's the other thing. I I sometimes say sometimes you I just have to say no. Yeah. So, like uh, because. Right a- and that that's that balance, isn't it, between I call it being greedy for stuff and actually just having sometimes to have some time where you're not yeah. sitting looking at something or where you go, Do you know what, that's enough actually. I'm just yeah. not gonna yeah. do that. Exactly.
3: Um I was just reminded uh, of a of a of a personal calendar story, if uh I don't know if we're running this. But uh, I I ride a motorcycle and I do these um there's a there's a a club called the iron Butt association. They're an American crowd and they do long distance motorcycle rides. They it's up to you to do it yourself, but you know, in Ireland, they have a good few. One of them was a circuit of Ireland. So it's all around Ireland in one go in less than 24 hours. And, uh, they got rid of it because it was too easy with new roads and motorways and the new Ross bypass. It was too, it wasn't challenging enough. So they said, we're cutting this off at the end of September last year. And, uh, so I said, okay, I, um, I'm going to do it before they cut it off. So I collected my bike for, from a service and I, I dropped into my office. I said, I'm going to, oh, the bike is ready. I'm going to go into the office, check my calendar for the coming month. And I checked my calendar. And the only time I could do it was that day, that time. But <sighs> oh. so, so I got on my bike and went around Ireland.
5: That's wow. <laughs>
3: so that that
5: minute oh god brilliant
0: love it making <laughs> your priority matter how <laughs> long did it take you john
3: uh it takes it takes about 19 hours
0: oh. wow. <laughs> that, that is that is serious tough butt stuff yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> the book in that john i think as well right so you can yeah really-
3: but it uh it kind of uh, it woke me up to my calendar i was like Jesus, that means I don't know I know 24 hours is a long time. So you have to kind of in a in a month, you have to pick it out. But I just got up off my desk, got on my bike and rode around Ireland.
1: <laughs> oh, John. And wouldn't we love to be able to do that now?
3: I know, I know.
5: <laughs>
1: no. Yeah. But talking about the priorities and, and making time, um, in the world of so many Zoom calls webinars that you can fill your calendar so easily. Um, I am really enjoying this book club, Rob, um, credit to you. Like you, you're this kind of a tribe of people. Um, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm getting the interesting, engaging evenings um, with really hearing great questions and the great books reviews. So I'm certainly committed to make time.
4: I, I share I share the credit with Deck as always. So no, it's <laughs> great to, to have you along. Yeah. Dick deserves as much as I do. Definitely the tonight when I wasn't able to start to uh, get on in time. him. So, um, yeah, no, it's great. It's great to, well done, guys. You notice
3: guys. Do you notice how smoothly it all started? And it was actually very.
4: Screwed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I'm going to set up a, an alternate Tuesday night book club on, on every other second Tuesday just to, uh, to go rivals.
2: Great yeah. Great Republic. Fantastic.
4: Come here. Will we wrap? And just before we do, who who's uh, who's up next? We've
2: a slot, don't we? There's nobody booked in for two weeks. Nobody time. booked
4: in for two weeks' time. Any uh, Any new takers? Any any volunteers? Volunteers. Yes. Nobody.
2: Surely.
4: No pressure. No pressure.
3: Well, this was a hard act to follow. I must say, this week. Yeah.
4: yeah.
1: Awesome. Very well done, Marianne. It was excellent. Yeah, well, well done, really Marianne. Great. Really, really great. Really great. Brilliant.
4: Brilliant. We let the dust settle. No doubt we'll have a few. We had a couple of potential hackers again tonight, Deck. right? There was somebody trying to join, you said earlier on?
2: There was, yeah, there was, uh, what was his name? Uh, Johnny
4: Thompson or something. Right? Thompson,
2: and there was another Carlos Vega was was going to join, and I, that didn't really sound like an Irish surname, so I was kind of going, there's a bit... That sounded a bit soft, so we just we picked them out. They weren't on yeah, the
4: guest. List. They weren't on the guest list. So there was some Agatha Africa joined uh, registered as well. I was waiting to see if that person joined, but they didn't. Uh, we didn't let them in. So, no, it's um,
2: exclusive lists, Rob, an exclusive list
4: of <laughs> <lists>. <laughs> you. You recorded from the start, deck, Did you? I did indeed. No, yeah, cool. I very I good.
2: Yeah, good. Yeah, I, I'll get that out of
4: yeah. Sure. Send it over to me, and I can pop it out over the next few days. And um, yeah, we'll no doubt have somebody uh, keen to to share their story in a couple of weeks. Super. Thank, All right. you.
1: Stop. Stop. Thank you, guys.
4: Hey, folks! Thanks so much for listening to the show. If you enjoyed it. Could you please consider helping me extend the reach of the podcast that a little bit further? You can do that in a number of ways. The number one way is to subscribe on your app of choice. This helps me with the chart ranking leading to more folks stumbling across the podcast and checking it out. You could also repost it on your social media channels. Any of them would be great. And maybe even tell a friend in person or over the phone, pick up the phone, give them a call and tell them about the 1% Better podcast. Tell them about this episode or one that you've heard in the past and will do. I would really appreciate it. In the last year, we set up a 1% Better Slack community, which you can join for free and Interact with me and other members of the community and improve through holding each other accountable and sharing monthly challenges. It's a lot of fun. Check it out. I'm into season four of this incredible journey. And the more of these interviews and solo shows that I research, record and share, the better I believe that they get and more loaded with actionable takeaways that you can learn from. I know I've learned so much from it so far and it's always really, really fulfilling and rewarding when I hear from you on what you took from it. So do reach out rob at robofthegreen.ie and of everybody that listens, 90% listen and enjoy but only around 10% actually take action, write down takeaways and put them into practice. I am convinced that if we can move that number a bit higher, the listeners will not only make steps forward towards their goals, but they will be more fulfilled and happy and better. Change doesn't happen overnight. It is hard but it's all about taking the first step, whatever that is for you. You can absolutely do this. Make a plan, be deliberate, take action. Don't overreach. Start with those small incremental improvements and over time you will see great progress. It's all in the pursuit of betterness. So again, thank you so much for listening. Good luck and stay safe.